You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 764 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. Coming to you on a Monday evening, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting bar in the business. And remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off on your first box of Built Bars. First thing today, I wanted to touch on the protests around the country over the weekend and into today as I'm talking to you on this Monday, including in Atlanta. Uh, it's certainly not just about this, but the protests came after a horrific incident, honestly, a just a horrific, troubling, terrible, whichever word you want to use, incident involving a Minneapolis police officer that killed George Floyd by holding his knee on Floyd's neck. This was captured, of course, on video for the world to see. And uh, honestly, it was completely insane that it took as long as it did to even arrest the officer. I understand this is not why you listen to this podcast and uh, understand that sports are sometimes an escape, but uh, honestly, nothing is an escape from this right now, and nor should it be. This is much more important than basketball. We will talk some basketball later in the podcast, but I just wanted to say that I stand firmly alongside the protesters as an ally, and honestly, I know and recognize that I come from an inherent place of privilege as a white male. That's something that I have to acknowledge right here and now um, to the point where I will never fully know what it's like um, to be black in this country. But at the same time, I definitely have the responsibility to listen and to do anything I can to support those who've been targets of this shameful racism, both in the past and honestly in the present and maybe even in the future, unfortunately. Um, it is simply unacceptable, I have to say, and I greatly hope that the protests will increase awareness and have the impact that they should have in helping to eliminate racism and especially police brutality as well. This type of public discussion for me is not my comfort zone. I think people will probably understand that listening to the podcast and even my Twitter feed. I'm normally just a sports guy on in terms of public platform, but I am trying to work out and work through that and alongside uh, kind of just standing alongside people uh, that I call friends and colleagues and everybody else that's working to end what is uh, honestly systematic and disgraceful racism. So hopefully that makes sense and uh, we'll get on to a lot of work that happened um, both on the Hawks front across the NBA, across the sports world on today's podcast. Um, from there, I do want to point out a couple things that are Hawks related from the weekend, um, non-basketball stuff here. I think Lloyd Pierce, first and foremost, has been a fantastic uh, person in acting as a leader right now, both inside the organization of the Hawks and uh, with what Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported on Monday morning is extending just you know well beyond Atlanta. Pierce um, was named to the National Basketball Coaches of America Committee on Racial Injustice and Reform. But even beyond that, Woj reports that he uh, is, quote, playing a leadership role in the NBCA's weekend dialogue and has shown a determination to encourage the entire roster of coaches, not those traditionally speaking on issues of race and equality, to be part of a movement of voice and action within the profession's ranks, end quote. Uh, it's certainly worth listening as well to Pierce, uh, who is on the Woj pod today on Monday. Uh, Pierce said during that podcast that, uh, for one example, he, quote, shocked, end quote, his players with emotions that he was uh, speaking with on the change that is needed um, really around this time. He also explained on that podcast that he talked to Rick Carlisle, who's the, the president of the NBCA, 
and uh, that conversation kind of expanded to calls between leadership, including uh, including Pierce, to all 30 of the league's head coaches. And on Tuesday evening, the NBCA has a schedule coach as a schedule call with all of the league's coaches to uh, sort of plan moving forward. And uh, Quinn Snyder, former Hawks assistant, was on that podcast alongside Lloyd, and he uh, he he praised Pierce for what um, for what he has been saying behind the scenes to uh, speak into fellow coaches and the passion that really is coming through with the way that Lloyd is talking about this this issue. I, I heard I heard part of that myself today uh, at about four o'clock on Monday afternoon. Pierce and Steve Coonan, the Hawks CEO, held a Zoom call with a bunch of members of the media. I was actually in transit during this, but I was able to call in on mute and listen to most of it. I do not have audio. I wish I had audio to play for you guys of this thing, but I have, I have some notes to pass along of what happened there. Where, by the way, there are definitely a lot of clips making the rounds. I know Fox Sports South and Fox Sports Southeast tweeted some of the video clips of Lloyd as well, some of the beat writers from Sarah Spencer to Chris Kirshner, et cetera. There is some video if you want to hear um, Lloyd put, put the sort of the face to the uh, to the words I'm about to pass along to you. Um, but um, also, um, you know, basically I'll just kind of recount some of the things that uh, Lloyd was saying on that Zoom call with the media. Um, he did say that the, that the team, the Hawks, had two full team meetings on Zoom in the last couple of days. Um First one, mostly Lloyd Pierce talking, and the second one, more of a player-driven um, one to express themselves. And the second one, by the way, um, I guess it was on Sunday, was the longest of the entire hiatus, according to Pierce, uh, in terms of team meetings for the Hawks. Um, Pierce and Kuhn both said they had a great conversations um, together on Sunday about this. They stressed communication, both with the team and the full organization. One of the quotes that I thought was powerful, um, and actually has the word powerful in it, um, from, from Lloyd Pierce was, quote, it's powerful to see the vulnerability and to see the effort. End quote. Uh, vulnerability can be powerful, despite the maybe uh, the assumption that that wouldn't be the case. Um, some of the other things that were discussed uh, is the, uh, sort of Pierce talked about trying to focus on initiatives that are sustainable in what the coaches' association is trying to do. Mentions even that if any of the coaches, including himself, are not still in their jobs, which is a reality in the NBA, uh, to jobs turnover, and if they're not still in their jobs in a year or two, th- this kind of conversation shouldn't change anything in terms of the importance of the movement to try to end this racism, police, police brutality, et cetera. Um, Pierce did admit that he's still a coach first, of course, but, and he's not an expert on this, but he's trying to use his flat, his platform and uh, bring people together to brainstorm, get things done. There is some power in that. Um, Steve Coonan was asked about bringing change and he said, uh, and I'm quoting now, it's incumbent upon me to speak end quote. And he said that he needs to influence others as a person of privilege as a white male. Um, and he committed to saying what needs to be said and influencing change and speaking truth. I thought Coonan was fantastic, both in this zoom that I, uh, that I was privy to and also in his public comments and tweets and all that stuff and interviews that he has done in the last few days. Um, Pierce did say it was kind of a sort of a boiling point was the quote that he used for him that he was outraged when a woman in New York was caught on camera. You probably have seen this um, earlier in the week, I guess last Sunday, um, threatening to use her privilege to call law enforcement and weaponize that um, privilege against a uh, a black man and simply because it was a African American person. And uh, I'm going to quote here now from Lloyd. Um, Quote, she knew she had the power to put that man in a position that she wanted. What could have happened, what did happen, is what we saw on Monday. For her, it was just privilege. For him, it was a matter of life and death. End quote. Um, he contrasted that with what happened, of course, with George George Floyd on Monday. And Pierce said that he spent Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday thinking about the sequencing of that and talked about that as being scary, was the way that he put it. Um, elsewhere, he talked um, to Kenny Atkinson, uh, former coach of the Brooklyn Nets, and of course, a former Hawks assistant back on the staff during the Budenholzer years. And Kenny um, said that he's even been carrying more of a burden in the last few years because of the Tabo Cephalosha incident, which is, uh, you know, five years ago now, but was a huge landmark thing when Tabo's leg was broken by the NYPD and a, and a police brutality incident. Um, and uh, Kenny expressed to Lloyd, and he shared this publicly 
with the media that he wish he had, that Atkinson wish he had said more in that moment. Um, last couple things here on the, the call from Pierce and Coonan. Uh, Pierce also revealed that he spoke to Chris Paul, the head of the Player Association, on Monday to, to, to discuss some ways that um, um, change can be promoted. And also there's an all-employee gathering that Coonan spoke about on Friday for the Hawks for an open discussion prompted by an employee actually had sent an email to upper management. And that spurred a lot of uh, thinking and action. So they're going to have sort of an all-hands meeting on Friday to discuss uh, everything that's going on, which I thought was pretty impressive. And in general, I thought it was uh, those, those two guys were very, very good and have been really good this whole weekend. Um, summed up very well here. I'm going to steal from my good friend, Tyler Jones, good friend of the program. He said this on Twitter, and I'm, uh, he, he has a locked account, so I, had to, I have to quote him here. But um, the Hawks essentially are, are lucky to employ someone like Floyd Pierce. I think Pierce has been a fantastic advocate. If he's, he's always, uh, you know, He's definitely someone who's passionate about what he speaks about. He's a great leader of men. I think that's the way that I would describe Lloyd Pierce, and I think it's uh, fantastic to see him representing the Hawks organization if you're a Hawks fan right now. Um, also, from there, uh, Trey Young um, did a fantastic thing on Monday. He set up a peaceful protest. At least he helped set that up in Norman, Oklahoma, where he is now his hometown. And he spoke even um, earlier today at Andrews Park in Norman. There, he actually made a video statement on Instagram over the weekend that I thought was uh, candid and uh, poignant from Young. The, but the video of his speech today um, out in uh, and out at that rally in Norman has made the rounds. I actually did a quick roundup post at peacehoops.com if you missed that um, with a transcript as well of, uh, of Trey speaking to the crowd, but I thought he showed real leadership and honestly really impressive stuff for a 21-year-old in the situation. Uh, you know, he owned that it's not normally what he would be speaking about, but I thought he did a really impressive job and, uh, again, representing the city of Atlanta well, representing the city of Norman well that he came from, and uh, he spoke eloquently about the way he was raised and his father and et cetera. So that's, uh, I would recommend watching the, both the Instagram video and the speech that he gave today. Good job by Trey. And I also want to shout out a couple of people from the NBA world, uh, Jalen Brown and Malcolm Brogdon, Atlanta guys who came home to lead a protest over the weekend also my old pal justin anderson who's right there right there alongside them um they had they they were leading a a peaceful protest in atlanta also a bunch of players i'm going to miss some of these for sure but carl anthony towns enos Cantor, jordan clarkson Josh Kogi, Maxi Kleber, Justin Jackson, Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, have been involved in the peaceful protests over the weekend. So shouts to those guys as well for uh, using their using their voices in this in this way. Uh, we will talk about the NBA's restart and other ramifications in the second half of this podcast. But just to wrap things up on this first quote-unquote segment, I guess, um, I'll just say there are more important things than basketball. I am certainly guilty of talking about basketball and sports as this uh, all-encompassing thing, and it's, it definitely dominates a lot of my life. But there, there are more important things, and uh, this absolutely and firmly falls in that category. And again, I stand uh, alongside the protesters and uh, just try to be a good ally in uh, every way that I possibly can be during this time. Okay, before we get to the uh, basketball portion of the show, a couple of uh, words from our sponsors today. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and there are almost endless reasons to love Built Bar. In addition to the incredible taste of every Built Bar, uh, Built Bars are perfect for anyone who are trying to be health conscious with the ability to lose or maintain weight while still indulging in something that's absolutely delicious. Every bar is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And to make things even better, it's a protein bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar. Each bar is covered in 100% chocolate, and unlike some of the other offerings in the uh, protein bar space, Built Bars are soft and easy to chew. My personal favorite is the banana nut bread flavor, but there are plenty more that I really can't get enough of. In fact, there are 16 amazing flavors to choose from, and they all present their own appeal that everyone can fall in love with. I would fully recommend Built Bar. And in order to check this out for yourself, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. That is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. 
Today's show is also sponsored by the good folks at Blinkist because it's hard to find the time to sit down and read a book and learn more. And when you don't have all the free time in the world, you can't read or work on personal development. There's an incredible app, though, that solves this problem. It's one of the ultimate life hacks, and I highly recommend it. It is called Blinkist. Blinkist is unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. It takes the best key takeaways from thousands of nonfiction books and brings them down in just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. That is huge for busy people like you. We just want to get the main points of a book in a hurry so you can start using that information right away. And with the audio feature that Blinkist has, it makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or even while you exercise. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now. It is a massive growing library that features all kinds of varied offerings. It also has the latest titles from bestsellers and classic nonfiction options that you always meant to read but never could find the time to actually open. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to the entire library, all the books you want, and all for one low price. So right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com MBA to try free for seven days and save 25% off a new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com MBA to start a seven-day free trial from there. You also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. All right, and we'll move on to the uh, more basketball-related portion of today's podcast. Um, and it centers on the NBA's restart plans, which, which I feel like I'm talking about every single podcast right now because that's all there really is in terms of basketball content as the uh, NBA world waits for a final decision. Uh, I'll take you through the timeline the last few days. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne reported last Wednesday that teams were, quote, increasingly skeptical, end quote, of a 30-team restart. And there have been many more examples from national reporters painting that picture of skepticism since then on the whole league coming to Orlando, which of course would affect the Hawks as they are a bottom five team in the league in terms of record. Um, Friday, there's a board of governors meeting that did not net any formal decisions, but uh, Sham Sarania of The Athletic reported there were four scenarios discussed, one of which was directly to the playoffs, one of which was 20 teams with a group player stage play, and then 22 teams with some sort of games or out there to determine seeding plus a play-in tournament. And then the fourth one was having all 32, all 30 teams play with regular season games and then a play-in tournament. Uh, he did follow that up, though, by tweeting that, quote, given the NBA is prior to prioritizing health and safety first and foremost, a 30-team return is unlikely, end quote. So, yeah. Um, from there, Ramona Shelburne reported that, I'm going to quote here now from Ramona, among the four plans discussed at the Board of Governors call today, this is on Friday, last Friday, was one in which teams that are within six games of the playoffs would be invited to complete in regular season games, then a play-in tournament for the final playoff spots. Um, that would, of course, add Washington and Phoenix to Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, and that would be your 22 if that were to happen. Um, there was a widely reported um, date of July 31st as a target for the start of the uh, restart of the season. Um, that was reported, uh, I guess, communicated by Adam Silver to the Board of Governors uh, in that meeting on Friday. Fast forward to Monday. It was pretty quiet on this front over the weekend, but on Monday, um, Woj and, and Zach Lowe wrote a sort of double byline column about the current landscape ahead of the big meeting on Friday because this Friday is probably when the, when the, vote, when the vote is going to be. Early in the piece, the reporting still included the fact that the NBA, quote, moves toward a plan of inviting 22 teams to restart a truncated season in late July, end quote. So that seems to be the, the most likely scenario at this point in time, according to the reporting. I do not have any my own reporting on this, so I'm going to go with what they say, that 22 is the most likely scenario right now. But it's sort of a curveball here. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder owner Clay Bennett, who is not the most popular person in Seattle, by the way, um, gave, quote, an impassioned soliloquy. That's a pretty strong statement there from Woj and Lowe. Um, but Bennett talked about the need to consider small market teams that can miss Orlando entirely, which would imply, at least in part, 
to the Hawks, uh, even though I would strongly push back, and I talked about this on Twitter a little bit on Monday with the small market distinction for the Hawks. Um, in short, my issue with that is that Atlanta is not a small market. Um, Atlanta is a top 10, 12 city in the league in terms of just market size. I understand what they're trying to say and that the fan base is kind of small, et cetera, et cetera, but the Hawks are not a small, small, small market team, and I'll save that rant for another day. Anyway. Uh, Bennett was arguing that, that the nine-month break, which I've talked about on this podcast before, between games for these teams that are, that are not invited to Orlando could have a negative impact on development and ticket sales and sponsorships, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, one of the discussions that Woj and Lowe wrote about is, quote, mandatory summer training camps and regional fall leagues, end quote. They would include four or five teams potentially and could have something to bridge the gap. That will apparently be part of the discussion. And uh, I don't know how that would really look, honestly. No idea, frankly, how it would look. But it simply could be like a summer league element or something like that for teams to gather and play games, look at development focused only, probably not probably not the best players necessarily, but we'll see. Um, it's, it's been kind of a compromise sitting out there in a lot of ways that would make some sense to me to kind of generate some more interest and have that sort of middle of the offseason landmark that Summer League has been providing for quite a few years now in that mid-July window. I think the idea to try to keep the bubble uh, as small as possible makes some sense. I think if you try to expand the bubble, that kind of brings some theoretical increased risk in terms of the uh, health stuff. But if you essentially held like an exhibition style setting, it doesn't, it actually wouldn't have to be in the same place at the same time. You could put somewhere else later on, maybe even after the draft, etc. You could have this shortly, uh, maybe in October, if they uh, want to have rookies included to kind of follow that summer league archetype the way that they were, especially because rookies won't have workouts before the draft. So maybe the teams would like to have rookies play basketball before the season starts next year, etc. ESPN also, by the way, in this reporting, described Hawks majority owner Tony Ressler as, quote, passionate, end quote, about the Hawks being included in Orlando. And that was apparently already well known before this with the way that ESPN was talking about Ressler wanting um, the Hawks to be there. Also, attendees that talked to ESPN about this board of governors discussion reportedly took away that Wrestler would be in favor of the Hawks playing even without any sort of path to the playoffs, which is a sort of a sticking point for some people. You know, Damian Lillard famously said that he was he was not interested in going for Portland if there was not a path to the playoffs. The Hawks would need some sort of massive playing thing to get to the playoffs, but even if that was not the case, Wrestler would be um, in favor of that. Um, as a reminder, by the way, whatever vote happens has to have three-quarters majority support to pass. Um, but in ESPN's reporting here, uh, the owners expected, um, at least according to what they're saying, to have a unanimous support, something close to it, for whatever the proposal is. They're kind of just going to follow Adam Silver down the rabbit hole here once um, once Silver once Silver and the NBPA, the Player Association, um, headed by Michelle Roberts, Chris Paul, come to some sort of agreement in the, in the coming days. But, you know, the next three or four days, um, everyone is expecting, anyway, some sort of final resolution or at least a final proposal. And we'll talk about that more when it happens, including the fallout and the possibility that, of course, if the Hawks are indeed left out of the 30 team, which is, I guess, still, according to the reporting now, is the likeliest scenario. Um, I'll talk about how we're going to sort of proceed from here. You know, the Hawks would, of course, have about nine and a half months without fully sanctioned regular season games. Even if they had a summer league thing somewhere in the middle, which would definitely help, um, you know, nine and a half months or so without a game is a long, long time. So we'll, uh, talk, we'll talk more about that in the fallout, et cetera, et cetera, if that, if that indeed is the case. And we'll find that out hopefully later on this week just to find out what's going to be happening because I know we're all waiting for that final word. Okay, that'll do it for today's podcast. Hopefully you guys uh, understood what I was com- where I'm coming from in the first half of the podcast and sort of where we are on the second half of the podcast basketball-wise. I, w- I do have some basketball stuff uh, planned for this week. We'll, su- we're so- we'll sort of playing it by ear in terms of the schedule right now because of sort of waiting what's going to happen with the, with the bubble and protests and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not diving into 
as much basketball stuff as I would be right this second, but I promise we'll have plenty of time to talk about the draft, free agency, et cetera, et cetera. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please, please, please go ahead and do that on your platform of choice. Please tell a friend or two about the show. Please also check out our sponsors, Built Bar and Blinkist, and we'll see everybody later on in the week.